This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, it's Nick Ashew for the final hour. Uh, Trista, I guess we'll be back on camera at some point. I don't know where she is, but we're just going to go with, oh, there you are. All right, what did you forget to do this time? You you unmuted in the first, or you didn't unmute all in the it. first segment. All, all of it. it. All I the forgot things. to do all of it. I've just been sitting here. I've just been sitting here this whole I was time. Like, I haven't done anything. I was just worried that, like, something technically went out. I got the wind blowing outside here at a, at a rate that I haven't heard in such a long time. It's like 50, 60-mile-an-hour winds. I thought, she's – oh, wait, no, she's in Portland, so she's not getting the same weather that we've got here on the East Coast right now. I, I mean, it could have been anything. So I'm glad that you're there, and I'm glad that you're safe because, uh, as we've learned, technology doesn't like to listen to us. We count on it a lot in the world, but it doesn't like to listen to us. Scott said, is T on the second floor restroom in D.C.? Just waiting, <laughs> just bumping into the cleaning lady, lady, as Ryan always says. I saw that note, and I was like, what is he talking about? I'm right here. And I was just, like, sitting there, you know, thinking I was camera ready. And I was looking at the NBA standings league-wide, not even conference-wide. And I was just reading, and I was just thinking. And I was listening to the music, and I was like, didn't see myself on the screen because the uh, other tab was in front of me. I only need to see your beautiful face, Ashu. I don't need to see mine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back on here and you're good. So it's what a dumb, uh, what a know, dumb move that was. I mean, at least you, you, yeah, but you know what? You don't have to walk very far at least to use the bathroom there, as opposed to you know walking up to a separate level. So I know that that's a convenience that you get to work with, right? <laughs> it is, and a parking and a parking lot less than oh, yeah. fifty feet. Away from the front door. You know what I think? It, listen, there's obviously you lived in New York. You've lived in D.C. Like when you live in these big cities, you get kind of used to just not having parking or you get sick of it and you move outside the city or whatever the case is. If you're still working there. But there's so many major cities, you know, smaller, not like New York size or D.C. or L.A. or Chicago or whatever that have just it's just spread out enough where it's a big enough city, but it's just, the parking's just there. Like, people don't think about, like, where am I going to park? Am I going to park five five blocks down? And, like, my wife and I went to a concert last weekend in D.C. And, like, on the way in, you're sitting there going, like, we were ready to, like, reserve parking ahead of time. But then we found some street parking, and it was good. But you have to think about that. It's not just like we were right by the venue. You had to park and either be on the street, walk to it, or maybe find a parking garage if you're lucky. And there's not, like, it's not that type of case everywhere. So when you're in a spot where you are, where you get to just sit there, and everybody's experienced a bad parking situation, when you have a good parking experience, a simple, convenient one, oh, it's just a, it's a simple, it's one of the simple, great things in life. It is, and it's, um, it's a 10-minute drive from my mom's house to this parking lot. So in the worst of traffic, there is nothing greater. I feel like uh, I'm just very lucky that this uh, Odyssey studio exists when the Wi-Fi is turned on. That's Well, that's true. You always need to have the Wi-Fi to be able to do what we're doing. So there's, there is that. 
which is which is the case. So, you know, we kind of do uh we did power rankings during the NFL regular season. We've we've dabbled in it a little with the the NBA, but I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be more of like a list here. But I do think that every week as we kind of get down to the nitty-gritty of the rest of the season, we all have kind of different teams that we're really high on or low on, or there's like a couple that are kind of rising up the board a little bit. You have said that no matter what, you will look at the Denver Nuggets as the best team in the NBA. But would you look at them as team right now if you as like a obviously a top 10 team but would you look at them right now as a team that's playing as good of basketball as anybody in the NBA because I feel like we're not going to see the best Denver Nuggets where they wouldn't be the number one team in power rankings because we're just not going to see their best basketball till we get to the playoffs now that's right I think that's right I think when when you're a team like Denver and you've already won it you kind of need to say we need to conserve where we're at and make sure that we're fully healthy and ready uh, by the time that the playoffs start. So you look at Denver in terms of their net rating and they're eighth in the NBA. So, but if you look at just your, your brain and you look inside of your soul and you think about the trust factor, I trust Denver more than I trust OKC, more than I trust mm-hmm. any of the other top teams in the West or the East. So for me, the Denver Nuggets are gonna be a top number one on on my like NBA quote-unquote top 10 rankings number one for sure number two is Boston yeah so yeah number two is Boston but like I am going to that list is fluid you have to put them there because they're playing the best basketball by far in the NBA they are the hottest team they have the most roster flexibility they have the most defensive versatility where you've got Drew Holiday and Derek White there that could both be all defensive players. Kristaps Porzingis is playing his role incredibly well. And then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have always been great wing defenders. So that's the best defense right now in the NBA. And I don't think it's really close in terms of what you're seeing. And then Minnesota is defensively right after them. So to me, it's Denver and Boston. And then you kind of have to just say no one else really is trustworthy, trustworthy, and it's just another step below. And then you, for me, it's probably after that Minnesota, just because I think they're the only team in the West that could really knock Denver out. They gave them their best punch. Jokic said that Minnesota was the toughest matchup that they had in the playoffs the entire run, including the Miami Heat. So I put Minnesota up there. We had John Krasinski on earlier in this week. And he said what I think a lot of people who watch the Timberwolves feel. This is a team that could go to the finals, and this is a team that could get knocked out in the first round. So their upside is tremendous, but their floor is really low too for a team that's the number one seed in the West. After that, I'd probably go. I'd probably go with the Thunder. Right, they're gonna they're gonna bounce around either one or two in the West, and they have some size. And I really like Mark Dagno. He'll probably win Coach of the Year. And Mm -hmm. I know that they don't match up as well with teams like Minnesota, teams like Denver, teams like Cleveland. But I think they're going to give other teams like, I don't know, Phoenix, Sacramento, Dallas, you know, any of the play-in teams like Golden State and L.A. I think they'd give them hell. So I still like Oklahoma City there. Then it gets really murky. There's a lot of cases to be made. I think after that, I would probably give L.A. Clippers the nod. I think when they are a playoff team, 
they are as dangerous as any other team in the league. We saw what they've done with Kawhi Leonard healthy, with Paul George healthy. You know, they probably would have won the title if Kawhi Leonard didn't hurt himself right before that Phoenix series. So when those guys are all together and Harden's playing well, you got to put them really just the most trustworthy in the West outside of Denver if they're fully healthy in a playoff setting. The other two teams, Minnesota and OKC, we haven't really seen what they can be when we know what L.A. can be. And then I have to give the nod. Oh, man. And we're talking about fully healthy, right? Like not just right this second, or we're talking about just the right now in in the snapshot. No, see, that's season. why I, I feel like you and I definitely differ when we look at like power rankings because to me I look at where teams are playing right now as part of it. But like I wouldn't put the Heat in the top ten, for example. But I look at them right. as a team that's trending up right now. They're fifth in the Eastern Conference. But I'm not ready because offensively they're just not at that point. But defensively they're locked down right now, and they've won five straight games. For me, it's – when I look at power rankings, I look week by week, and it's a combination of how is the team playing at the moment, obviously what the roster looks like as a whole. And if, look, if they're a team that's decimated by injuries like the Knicks, my Knicks are a mess. They're not a top 10 team right now because they got nobody left that's yeah. out there on the court. So that's how yeah. I always kind of look at this situation here is like where teams are at this very moment, knowing that it could change. So if that's the case, then we got to keep the Sixers out. Uh, we've got to keep the Knicks out. Um, we probably got to keep uh, the heat out. So after that, then I'll probably put in, probably put in the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been playing a lot better defensive rating wise since Doc took over and was abysmal those first ten games. They've been much much better defensively. You look at their last five games and their defensive rating is, I want to say, in the top. Yeah, top five. Top five defensive rating in the last five games. And listen, the sample size is small because Doc Rivers' sample size is small. That's why he came in. I think Milwaukee has a very high upside. Do I trust them with Doc Rivers? No. But Dame and Giannis, if they ever figure it out and that defense continues to be as good as they are, they could be really scary too. Uh, then it's Phoenix, and it's for the exact opposite reason as the Bucks, which is just offensively I think they can overpower a team, really. Um, you see what Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Brad Beal can do when they're all three on the floor. It kind of feels a little like the Brooklyn Nets. It, it does feel a little super teamish without defense, just the same way as the Nets were. Not a particularly deep team. Going to need some additional help from the role players. But Yusuf Nurkic is a nice addition there. So I think in the playoffs, you're seeing that cal those caliber of players that will rise to the occasion. And then... Honestly, I feel like Dallas has been really good. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Offensively, they're cooking. They're getting quality wins. They're in the play-in race. But if they sneak in to the play-in, I don't think the, 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 the Minnesota Timberwolves will want to play them at all. That is not a fun matchup at all. In fact, I don't think that there are any fun matchups in the West. You know what's funny? Like... Dallas is, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like if they can kind of find a way to, and maybe PJ Washington is going to end up being that guy, that over a Tim Hardaway Jr. whose role may get suppressed. We obviously talked about this month versus the past, you know, and how he's played. If they can find a way to have it more than just be a lot of the Luca Kyrie show, a lot of the ISO, and doing like those guys can score, but 
you're going to have to find a way to make sure other people get involved. And we saw this in the past, and this was a criticism of when things were just everybody stand around and watch Luca work. Like, he needed the help, and you need guys to be able to be a threat. So it's not just about defenses focusing just on, well, it was Luca, and then it's Luca and Kyrie. Like, there's a lot of talent there. I really like the Daniel Gafford trade with Dallas. Like, yeah. you added another big body there that that's, uh, you know, he's a rim runner. I liked it when the Wizards traded for him years ago. Like, he brings that intangible to, like, a team that you need, a guy that's going to go and be a physical big, and he's going to be that rim runner and get you some rebounds and protect the rim and do those types of things. Like, they do have something there. And again, I mean, you could think about it, too. Not we, We've played this game for a lot over the years, but, like, if Dallas was in the East, they'd be in a much better spot, you know? Like, Dallas would be in a whole, whole different position there. But, I mean, yeah, the West is loaded, and that's really where, like, so much of the good teams are right now. The team's trending upward. It's really in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I think we didn't talk about Cleveland, really, but Cleveland, top six team net rating in their last 10, defensively really good. It's all about Donovan Mitchell, too. What ha is going on with Max Struess, and they got George Niang, and they've got Sam Merrill out there, and they've got shooters, so that helps a lot with what you know happens when Donovan Mitchell goes cold, which he certainly does do. Cleveland is scary as well. They really are probably right around my ninth or tenth team, but truthfully, I'm probably undervaluing them a little bit. I love Cleveland. I, I love what this team has become. I think they they're kind of putting together the like. Last year was a letdown and what they did in the playoffs. I mean, I'm happy with what my Knicks did, but like, let's be honest, Cleveland. You look at that and say you got two bigs. You got one guy in Evan Mobley that could be defensive player of the year maybe one day. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland playing together. You can kind of find that chemistry out there too. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually have Cleveland as, as, as low as you've got them right now. And not just because they're second in the Eastern Conference, but just because it feels like now this is a team that's kind of started to get things clicking on that next level where, right, you the eye test, I'm watching them and going, okay, guys know their roles here. In fact, right now... Cleveland, well, it's the Bulls, but like, so Darius Garland again has become this great playmaker for them. He's got five assists tonight. His assist total was six and a half, but like, Cleveland's only up one because it's Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, while Donovan Mitchell's three of seven. That's it. He's only three of seven for 11 points tonight, but you've got other guys that can kind of fill those gaps. Darius Garland can go out and score if you need. He's six, 11 from three tonight. And then Evan Mobley goes out and gets you 25 points and then 10 rebounds right now, four blocks on top of that. So, like, you kind of feel like they've got these players that can fill other roles. But at the same time, I do feel like the Cavs fall into that spot where the Nuggets were last year that we talked about, right, where you see Denver Nuggets and you think, I like what I have on the roster. I like what I see on the court. But I haven't seen that team take that next step yet so it's hard to take those teams seriously that are great in the regular season but haven't done it in the postseason yet you know yeah no 100 percent. i i think it's like that's why i have faith in the denver nuggets when they aren't playing as well as other teams because i know what they can do when mike malone michael malone decides that it's time for him to scheme for one opponent for seven a seven game series they're gonna they're gonna be a buzzsaw they will absolutely destroy most of the teams that they play you know be something we should do at some point? We should have a power ranking and then also do a confidence ranking and see how different yes. that is for our teams. That would be something that's worth doing because I think we would view that in such a different way. And by confidence rating, I mean power rankings will be regular season. Confidence is playoffs. It would be very, very different. I think that's something we might want to try on the show. It's BetMGM Tonight.
Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Nick Ashew, Trista Crick. Except guess what? Guess who's not in her seat? I'm calling you out because your camera's on, but you ain't there. Yep, put that up there. If you're watching on Twitch or YouTube, damn it. There it is. That's right. Last time the camera wasn't on this time. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's right. You're sitting. You're late. Ah, you look. This, Trista, that is two times in a row. I'm, you are, you're dropping in my power rankings because of that, damn it. Come on. What'd you get? Did you get a snack? I, I was trying to make tea in the Keurig, and the Keurig <laughs> didn't work. And then the water oh. sprayed, sprayed all everywhere when I put the no pot in and pushed, <laughs> I only put six inch, six ounces in, and it sprang all over me. Well, sprang all over somewhere. I backed up, and I'm like, didn't get a tea, didn't get water, didn't get anything. I literally just went over there to try to get a hot tea, and it didn't work. So the cup's just still sitting in there. I actually thought I had time. It was 7.20 or 10.20 when I walked back over here. And then, to my surprise, there you were, talking on camera. So clearly, you have taken the chaos of the cafe from D.C., and you've brought it out to Portland. I don't think I, 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 don't think I did that. <laughs> it's followed you. I know that. Something's happened with it. It sounds more like it's Scott's normal problem in D.C. He's the one that's normally getting splashed by the coffee machine. Not me. I've never Ryan, been splashed by the coffee machine. That's true. Well, you and I don't drink coffee this late because we'll be up all night. Ryan and Scott can yeah. just do it. They can drink coffee at like 1030 at night and then still go home and go to bed. Well, Ryan doesn't. Ryan still stays up all night, but Scott can fall asleep. My parents can do that too, and I don't get it. But yeah, they're the ones using the coffee maker, and there's always there's always something. They come down and are like, oh, it needs to be cleaned. And there's two of them. There's like, or no, no, it's, it's the water things. Anyway, they got, it's got like a big fancy coffee machine there in the D.C. set up, and it's like, you know, you push it, you can pick like lattes and all this kind of stuff but there's always something it leaks it explodes it's got a weird milk smell to it that's spoiled and just like I, you Ugh. know what this is why this you know what you know what trista this is what we need and i love technology it's why we still need people we still need people to do stuff because when machines act up nobody's there to fix it you need a person to fix it except one day there's going to be robots to probably fix things too but we're not there yet so we still need people damn it and i was pushing the buttons and I'm like, I don't think this is right. Is there just a way for the, for the Keurig? And it's one of those really, really fancy Keurigs where there's not, mm -hmm. you know, usually normal Keurigs, it's like small, medium, large cup, right? And, yep. then, and then it's like hot water. This is like, it looks like a television screen on the Keurig. And it's like Ooh. insert Keurig cup. And then it's like choose your ounces. And it's like, well, no. And then it's like medium, strong, ultra strong brew. I like, I don't want to brew. All I want is hot water. I've got a little thing chamomile here. I just want to sip a little tea. It's raining and stormy outside. The wind, just like for you guys, it's blowing. And no tea. I still didn't figure it out. All I know is that when I, I tried to jury rig it, like there was a pod coming in there, but there mm -hmm. was no pod. I was like, okay, well, maybe <laughs> if I close it with no pod, water will just come out. Spray. Uh, I mean, it's, I'll be honest, it sounds like a chaotic machine that you're going to be probably stuck with for at least the rest of the week with it doing that. So you better, I would say, make sure somebody fixes it now because, yeah, you're going <laughs> to, right? That's what I figured. I was like, you're probably just going to walk away from that completely. You know, I will say, never done like the fancy coffee machine things. We have like a regular one and like a French press. French press is good. I'm not really a coffee snob. 
but I did. We stayed with some friends. We went to Kentucky, did the bourbon trail. Well, part of the bourbon trail, it's huge. But, which, by the way, checking off a bucket list thing for me is being a part of that. That was an incredible thing. But our friends that we went to visit that used to live here had one of those Nespresso machines. Like, the, the ones yeah, that, uh, oh, man. Oh, I, I'm i not into, the like, the pod things. and make like I'd ra- It is, it's nice. And they got, like, just all these different choices. I think it's better than a Keurig. And this is free plug for them because they're not even paying for anything. I think it's damn good, and it's better than a Keurig. Yeah, I have an espresso machine. I used it. I used it probably five times maximum. It's just really? sitting in my in my mud room, and I'm gonna give it away. I again, I stopped drinking coffee. So yeah, what use is it to me? None. Well, can you make tea with it too, though? Can you do other stuff? I don't think so. Do you do you want it, Ashu? You want an espresso machine? I don't know. I have to get rid of it. I think I might give it to my friend who's like 19 years old, and she's, she's, she and her girlfriend are moving in together at some point. So when they move in together, maybe it's like my housewarming gift for them. But you're gonna re-gift. Look something at this. To them. Are you gonna? How are you gonna wrap it? I'm just gonna tell. They know I have it. They told me they wanted okay. it. So okay, it's All not right. like I'm gonna try to pretend it's brand new. What kind of what kind of monster do you think I am, Ashu? All I could I think of was that. the scene in in old school where they just keep regifting. What was it? It was the uh, was it a bread maker? I think, and they just everybody keeps regifting the bread maker. And it's like this is the exact same one I gave you. No, it's not. It's just it's the same model. It's just I don't <laughs> I I mean it's sometimes. Listen, if you're not going to use it, sometimes gifts don't work out. Somebody gets it. That's perfect. But you, yeah, you just you only have to wrap it. If that, if they know, then you're in a good spot. So it's simple and it's good and it's easy. You don't have to worry about anything. So, all right, you went through kind of your rough power rankings of where we are right now, and it's again, this is all, the NBA. It feels a lot more free flowing too because you know it's like it can change almost game by game. We got back to backs. We got teams playing you know three games in a week, and it starts to be a little bit more for me. The way I always look at it. I think we'll do this at some point, too, is the confidence rankings versus the power rankings. Maybe when we get closer to the playoffs, I think that's a good spot because then we're really at the meat where it all comes down to, like, postseason play is almost here. But, like, it's tough for me right now to take anybody over the Boston Celtics as the number one team in the NBA right now. I mean, they're playing great basketball. Uh, you and I both have talked about this. Adding Chris Stapps Porzingis to the mix was just such a great addition for this team. I mean, it really was. I understand he's not a great rebounder, but you got a rim protector. You got the original unicorn. I mean, this guy's stretching the floor for Boston every single night. Drew Holiday adds a whole nother dynamic to them. I think they've obviously upgraded because you got Marcus Smart last year, and you know he's a good defensive guard, defensive player of the year, but he was a liability offensively night in and night out. And it's a little bit different when you're talking about somebody like Drew Holiday. You get a little bit more there. And Boston's number two in the NBA in defensive efficiency right now. We know what happens once you get to the playoffs. You got to be able to play defense. And Boston has that. Boston is a team that has depth. I don't know what the coaching really is with them and how much of this is Joe Missoula versus talent. Where I think Joe Missoula's gotten a little better as a head coach, but in reality, we know that the talent you know wins first there. But it's just hard to go against with the way Boston's playing right now. It's hard to take any other team as the number one team in the NBA who's also won nine straight games and has a point differential of over 10 at this point. Boston's not just winning games, but they're beating the hell out of teams right now. So Boston's my number one team in the NBA right now. Now, after that, I would have the Denver Nuggets at full strength 
if they were playing for the regular season as the number two team. But I'm not because they're just not playing at that level right now. Although, as we quickly, he checks notes, looks down, up 75-57 on the Sacramento Kings right now. Denver has completely pulled away in this one. Uh, by the way, Nikola Jokic, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Could be closing in on another triple-double because that's all this guy freaking does. But once we get to the postseason, Denver is experienced. They'll play defense. They've got guys that can score. They've got everything that you could ask for. You've got Nikola Jokic. Denver is what it is. But I'm right now putting the Minnesota Timberwolves as my number two team in the NBA, the way they're currently playing, the where we sit. Though they did lose to Memphis tonight. Or they beat Memphis. Sorry. Ooh, thank God. I looked at that for a second and said, you're going to make me feel real stupid. Memphis did lose to Minnesota, so that's good. But, I mean, Minnesota's the number one defensive team in the NBA. And we know they can go out there and score. And we know that they've got a lot more balance They've figured out, it looks like, the Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns pairing. It, it, this thing has come together. I think what's really benefited Minnesota at this point is that, you know what? They've just said, Anthony Edwards is our guy. You needed an alpha. It was never Carl Anthony Towns. And here we are. You don't have to worry about it being Carl Anthony Towns taking things over for you. No, 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 Trista. It's all about Anthony Edwards. And I think that's made the difference, right? We talk about alphas. I don't, if, we're, if we were to rank alphas right now in the NBA, wouldn't Anthony Edwards be near the top for you? Yeah, he's a he's a 1A for sure. Absolutely. He's an alpha. I mean, I, he hasn't done enough to be considered a true 1A, but I think mm -hmm. he will. I think when it all comes down to it, he's the kind of guy that you want to build the face of your franchise around. And, like, he just does things that are remarkable and eye-popping on any given night. And you just you know what you're going to get from him, and he's just a guy that's not scared of the moment. And by the way, it is nothing. I mean, he is. It's just such a great post game interview. I love everything, everything about Anthony Edwards. Just one of my favorite players in the NBA. I'll put the Oklahoma City Thunder in at number three. This team has won six straight, eight of their last ten games, and you've got another alpha right there in Shea Gilgis Alexander. And Chet Holmgren has fit right in with this team. And in normal years, Chet Holmgren is winning you Rookie of the Year. Problem is you've got Wemby this season, so it's not going to happen. But the depth, everybody knows their roles. Jalen Williams is somebody that's really stepped up. That Jalen Williams, there's two Jalen Williamses, but the Jalen Williams that is the starter that has stepped up and really could be a most improved player this year, not going to win it. But they just, it feels like everybody has their role, their fit. You know who the number one guy is on that team. You throw in another guy that missed an entire season in Chet Holmgren, and boom, they just kind of keep rolling and they take that next step. So I put Oklahoma City in there at three. And then it's tough for me after that. This is tough, but I lean Cleveland Cavaliers because right now Cleveland's playing really good basketball. Clearly they've got a four-leaf clover up there, you know what, because look at what happened last night with Max Struess and that 59-foot game-winning shot. So there's just something about this team. We talked about it before. If Donovan Mitchell has an off night, Somebody like Evan Mobley steps up, like tonight. Darius Garland, you know, can go out there. Cleveland right now up 115-112 on Chicago. 25 points, 11 rebounds, and four blocks for Evan Mobley. He can protect the rim. He can rebound for you. And then you got 23-5 and five for Darius Garland with only 14 points for Donovan Mitchell on a poor shooting night. So guys are starting to get more comfortable playing together, and this is part of the growth of a lot of teams. But in the moment, you're seeing that growth really come to fruition. They've picked up, Cleveland has, kind of where they left off at the end of the All-Star break, right? there so I got to go Cleveland at that point and then then I go Denver Nuggets slightly ahead slightly ahead of the Clippers and a little bit of that is a hat tip to the three-game winning streak 
for the Denver Nuggets. And now they're up big on Sacramento and the fact that they are still the Nuggets. And I've got to factor in the fact that it is Denver and the talent and everybody that they have there, even though I think this team's way better than 39 and 19 where they sit with the Clippers coming in right after the Denver Nuggets because the LA Clippers are still trying to find their stride, but they're playing like a team that could win an NBA title. It's more based on the talent versus full chemistry. And that's just James Harden hasn't been there that long they've started to really kind of flow that thing in there they've started to figure it out and then after that point it's the pelicans no i'm just kidding it's not the pelicans it would not be the pelicans i'll put the milwaukee bucks in after that they've won three straight and you brought up a good point too is that it's doc rivers has made them a better defensive team but it's funny because they're really not good offensively right like you sit there and you look and go okay now you flipped it around the other way and now we're sitting here wondering where the defense is so i'll put them in at eight right now And then after that, I'll go Phoenix Suns at nine. Some of that is based off of, obviously, talent. It's based off of they've got a loaded big three. Uh, Are they going to stay healthy? They would be lower in my trust rankings for me there. And then, you know what? I debated this, and I'm going to do it, Trista. Because they've won five straight games, because they're playing the defense that helped get them to the NBA Finals last year, the Miami Heat are playing like a top-10 team in the NBA at this moment. At this moment. Now... If we're talking confidence rankings versus power rankings, I don't know if I could see this Miami team making another run. But, I mean, they had Jimmy Butler missing time, suspensions. They've had injuries. You've had Bam Adebayo stepping up in spots where they need him to take over games. I I really just at, am at the point now where when I look at the Miami Heat, they are trending up at just the right time. They're playing their brand of basketball, and they are very similar to where the Kansas City Chiefs are as a team that you just do not count out no matter what. Even when their arrow is turning down, you just sit there and say, at what point did they turn that thing the other way? And it wasn't that long ago, the Heat looked like they were going to miss the playoffs, just like last year. And then all of a sudden, they play like this. So, I mean, it's it, they could fall out of this in a week, but where Miami is right now, they are playing like a top 10 team in the NBA. And they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA, along with obviously the Thunder have won six straight games and then Boston's won nine. And they're just running away with everything at this point. Yeah, the one concerning thing is just the point differential for Miami. They only have yes. like a plus 0.7 point differential. So yes. they're winning games based on their defense alone. And not really their scoring hasn't really been the best. I mean, obviously, this is a no, team that's had struggles scoring for a long time, many years now. So you always just say, okay, well, we believe in Jimmy Butler in the playoffs to be that guy no matter what. But if you look at where they're at in terms of point differential in the entire NBA, they're one of the bottom in terms of plus point differential. It's just them and the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they put up 106 against the Blazers but held them to 96 points. They did put up 121 against the Kings, only 106 points against the Pelicans, 109 yeah. against the Sixers. So they have, they have these moments, right? Milwaukee, they beat them 123-97. Okay, they have their, their flashes, and then it dips right back down. But, you know, they're almost like they're like that old-school NFL team that doesn't really have – they have a, a, a game Dealers. manager, a quarterback. But, they, yeah, you know what's funny? That is the exact image I had was the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who they are, except I believe in yes. the Chiefs and the Heat more than I believe in the Steelers. But, yeah, it's that old-school mentality. Defense, and we're going to run the football. The Miami Heat do that. They may not score a lot every single night, but they're going to grind you down. That's that damn Heat culture. 
BetMGM tonight. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Trista, I don't know what happened to your Kings, but the third quarter, I think they forgot, was in existence. They're down 95-68. They've been outscored 30-13 to by the Nuggets in that third quarter. The Warriors in their prime used to do that a lot. Great teams come out, and they just eviscerate you after halftime. And that's what makes the Denver Nuggets, once we come to the playoffs, that's the team you trust the most. That's what a champion does right there. Yeah, and uh, Keegan Murray, who started off very hot, still has 15 points. So he has done jack poop since the since it's really halftime, since really the beginning of the second quarter. So that's bad. I would consider that to be very bad. And then if you look at the Nuggets, everybody's in double figures. Jamal Murray has 25. KCP has 13. Jokic has 14. AG has 17. Michael Porter Jr. has 14. And then you got three other guys who have, who have scored, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, and Peyton Watson. So not good. It turns out this team does need De'Aaron Fox given the fact that Davion Mitchell has given them five points when Deer and Fox would normally give them 30. So there's probably a reason they're down almost almost 30 points. Yeah, and uh, another triple-double for Nikola Jokic. 14 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, went over the 9.5 assists. The fake bell is somewhere here. Ding, ding, ding. Goes ding. over that. I did take the alternate at 15. I don't know if he's going to hit 15. They might sit him because oh, Sacramento can't close this gap. I don't know if we're going to get five more assists from Nikola Jokic. That was plus 850, though, when he's well, he's averaged 15 assists since the All-Star break, so it was worth a little worth a little sprinkle if you could. But, yeah, sprinkle. Denver coming. Make it. Yeah, you know what? It's, you got to have your sprinkles every once in a while, you know, because you can't hit a long shot if you don't try, right? You don't. That's right. You, you I gotta mean, give it some sort of effort. That's the value there. When you can get mm-hmm. that big of plus money, you might as well sprinkle just a little pepperoni on money on it. By the way, I ordered pepperoni pizza for my guy mm-hmm. uh, that did the bathroom, which looks phenomenal. By the way, guess mm-hmm. how much I had to pay for a, a, a like a pretty small. This is a large, but it was a pretty small large pepperoni pizza. Uh, because pizza prices are through the roof, and I know this, and I've been very upset about it, though I understand inflation is forcing these businesses to do that. I'm going to guess $23.99. $32.50. Woo! You're paying DC In prices. In Portland, Oregon. In yeah. Portland, Oregon. And it was a small-ass pizza. And I go, this is large? And they go, yeah, and we only have one size. I said, for $30? Dirty? It's inflation and shrinkflation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally the combination of both. Those. Pizza prices, I've noticed, have been some of the biggest. Like, food in general has obviously gone up. Groceries have gone through the roof. Like, people have dealt with that. But I feel like pizza, specifically, has just... Like, that used to be the, right, families together. You have people over. You just order a bunch of pizzas. It's not going to be an exorbitant price. You Everybody, you know. It is... Go- I feel like it's one of the most expensive delivery things that you can offer now versus like sushi you'd expect or like whatever like sushi is going to be more expensive i mean was this like a gourmet like you know they put the pizza in the in the the fire and it's all i mean for that price for that that sounds like it better be a really fancy pizza place yeah it was a detroit style and i had him do it extra crispy i feel like detroit style gives them license to to make you 
pay more for sure, especially I'm a long way yes. from Detroit. But still, right? Like, but still. You you got you got handed the uh, the extra dough fee. That's basically what it is. Because Detroit style is thick. That's a lot of crust. That's a thick pizza. By the way, great. I love Detroit style pizza. It is fantastic. But that's exactly what it was. They gave you a big-ass Detroit-style pizza, and they said, well, we're going to need extra dough, which is probably the case. So that's why that thing just went through the roof. Yeah, and I think it probably was just the hipster. It was called Pizza Ranch. That was what it's called. Oh, it you was got... just the closest place to the Airbnb. <laughs> you got you got hipster pizza. You definitely got hipster pizza. That's exactly what this was. This was a it's it's Detroit style, and you're in Portland, so it's gonna be fancy and different. It's it's probably some new place that's got all the black window sills, and it's you know upscale modern on the inside, but still has a little bit of an a, eclectic feel to it. I'm just using buzzwords that I don't really know, Trista. I'm just making it up as I go here. Little farm style house into it. I don't know. My wife's the great decorator. It's not me. I'm using words that I've heard before, but I'm picturing what this place looks like, and I'm imagining now why that pizza cost you 30 bucks. The question is, though, did you try it? Was it good? It wasn't for me. It was, I didn't even But have you didn't it. even have like a, I oh, gave it. But like, it's a lot. Did no, the guy eat the whole thing? He had another homie with him that was helping him with the demo. And so okay. it was those two. And they got to my house at around 9 a.m. And they it, at that point, it was 6.30 and they hadn't eaten yet. They hadn't even eaten lunch or breakfast. So I figured, wow. let them have the whole thing. Bring them some drinks. They were oh, going yeah. to town, going crazy. Well, you got to find out if it at least was good because that's the key. Like, is it worth the 30 bucks? Is it one of those things? Because, listen, we, everybody's willing to pay for some sort of something that's a little overpriced, right? Luxuries, conveniences, really, really good food, whatever the case is. If that pizza is really worth the 30 bucks, and that's something you keep in mind where you're like, ah, oh, maybe you splurge every once in a while with it. But did you see too that like that Wendy's is now considering, I think it's not till next year, surge pricing at certain like times of the day for their restaurants? Surge pricing, like it's a damn Uber. For like the for like the drive-thru? No, for like anybody. You just come in and it's like you know, the your your four piece like four chicken nuggets would be I don't even know what it costs. I've been to Wendy's in forever. Say it's four ninety nine. Scott, you haven't eaten in forever, but you, you showed me this. What, what, like they'll like double the price or something. I don't know what it's gonna be. Like just the burger costs more because it's at dinner time or something. Like that's in, that's insane. That's when I want my burger though. That's that's the time. I, for right. the burger. I think maybe we should have reverse surge pricing which is if you come and buy a burger at sub sub noon we'll give it to you for 30 percent of what a normal burger costs if you want a 10 a.m double cheeseburger we'll give it to you for 75 cents you know what that is a good promotion i like that a lot better because think about what the atlanta falcons did right remember when they had their new stadium built and the big conversation was man, look at what all their their prices are actually reasonable at concession stands. Well, they actually made more money once they charged less for concessions because more people were actually going and buying these things. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Man, you just can't get anything for a reasonable price anymore, Trista. Back in our day, you know, things used to be cheap. They used to be so much better. 
Also, back in our day, the Lakers used to be better. Down 36-31 to the Clippers right now. Kawhi's got 10 in the first quarter. Uh, well, now we've hit just a second, but he had 10 in the first quarter. Seven points, two rebounds, three assists for LeBron. Eight points already in the first. And then, of course, he sat Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell, not really a great start. Uh, just one of three. He's got three points, a rebound, and an assist. I'm not feeling comfortable about the over-PRA for him, though. He's been hitting that at a great rate. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I see a face. Something happened. Something happened. So I didn't know that Chicago and Cleveland went to double overtime. Chicago's up 129-122 on Cleveland. Oh, geez. All the praise we go. give the Cavs. All the praise we give the Cavs, and then here we are. Then they lose to oh. Chicago in the UC. That's such a Chicago win, too. They lose to Detroit yes. last night by 10, and then they, on the second night of a back-to-back, beat Cleveland in double overtime. That is that is the reason that the Bulls don't want to do anything and actually rebuild their team into anything of note because on a random Wednesday in February, they beat a team that had won 19 in a row. And this is how I know this was. is one of those nights. What did I tell you? I said I felt like the the, the betting gods were going to come back. That game goes to double overtime. I took over six and a half assists for Darius Garland. Cleared it in eight straight games. What did I say? Do factor. I'm worried that eight-game streak is going to end. This game went to double overtime, Trista. And he still finished with five, five assists. In double wow. overtime. You had two extra periods to have two more assists. Yeah. And you couldn't get it done. Oh, do my God. Andre Drummond. 25 rebounds. He's a monster still. Like, he can still crash the boards if you need him to. Wow. The Bulls are still just the Bulls. 15 assists for Karis LeVert. Also, Isaac Okoro. This is is something in the the props market to keep an eye on, but it depends on how it's priced. Okoro was 3 of 5 from 3 again. He continues to go over, and a lot of times you're just getting half a, a 3 for him. So if it's priced at like minus 160, minus 170, which is kind of where it is unless you get the one and a half, I mean, you could throw it in like a small parlay, and it's a great way to have a leg that's – he's cleared that out on a regular basis now. He continues to go over on his three-point prop. So Okoro right now hit three tonight. That's going to boost that thing up just a little bit. You're going to lose some of the value because they'll probably put that at one and a half. But that's somebody to keep an eye on the way Isaac Okoro has been shooting the basketball. They're, you're getting very low numbers. The prices aren't always great, so sometimes you might want to parlay it with something else. But he's now he's now somebody that – it's going to take a while for the market to really adjust there for him, hopefully. Yeah, and Io DeSunmu had a really good game from three. He had four threes tonight. So maybe he's yeah. somebody to look at as well moving forward. Yeah, the, good God. The Cavs hit were 22 of 53 from three tonight. 22 of 53. Dar- Darius Garland hit seven. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was four of nine. Struess hit three. Karis Levert hit three. Isaac Okoro hit three. I mean, they were just knocking down threes left and right. Yet, Chicago still put up 129 and won this game. So, you know, that's it's the one thing. We praise the Cavs and then look what they do. It's a Wednesday night in the NBA, right? Indeed. And tomorrow, Ashu. Our Milwaukee Bucks play the Charlotte Hornets again in the second game in the baseball series where I think they pounded them for 50 by 50 points, 40 points, whatever it was yesterday. I don't see that changing. I think I think I'm going to bet the Bucks to cover whatever the number is, the 11 and a half, the 12 and a half against the Hornets and probably unders on Giannis and Brandon Miller. I mean Giannis and Dame Miller, excuse me. How far before you no longer like? How big does that spread have to be before you don't take the Bucks? 15, 16? 15. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's yeah, it's kind of about where you, you hit your limit there at that point. But you're right. You get those guys sitting. A lot of those, uh, lot of, lot of those unders. Although, man, it's tough. So it's 11 and a half right now. So Bucks minus 11 and a half. You in? Yes. Yeah. Simple I'm enough. In. But then, of Let's course, it. uh, it's, it's brave, though. It's brave to take unders, even with stars, even if you think they're going to get benched. Taking unders on Giannis. Woo-hoo. Gives me chills up my spine, Trista. We'll talk to Dan Favali tomorrow. Go around the NBA. Ben Raby on a little of the NHL and the futures market. Time to dabble in that. Rob Brown, of course, will help derail the show. It's BetMGM tonight. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of BetMGM Tonight. Live from BetQL.